Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. So today I want to talk to us about wrestling. Wrestling. Because it, we, we want to submit to God, but, but man, it's such a wrestle. It's such a struggle. And, and, and so this message, you know, uh, is a message for encouragement for anyone who, who, who has ever struggled, who has ever wrestled, is still wrestling, will ever wrestle, and all of us will wrestle. If you haven't wrestled before with the Lord and His commandments and His instructions, I, I have a prophecy, I have a word for you. You know what I mean? You want a very encouraging word, very accurate word. You will wrestle. You will, yes, yes, receive it. You will wrestle. From the back row, you will wrestle. Front row, you will wrestle. All of you will eventually wrestle with God. And not just once, but many times. But that is only natural. Because how many of you know that, that we serve a king whose ways are higher? You know, much more harder to understand. That's another way to interpret higher. You know, much more harder for us to grasp. Sometimes so from, from our angle, it's hard to make sense of what God is doing. And out of that, even though we know that God is good, you know, a wrestling match happens between what we know, our experiences, our flesh, the Bible says. It's another word for, for who we are uh, and, and, and what God wants of us. And so my message today, if you're taking our notes, is titled, Wrestle Like Jesus. Wrestle Like Jesus. How many of you are glad that Christianity, as a faith, welcomes our wrestling? Christianity as a faith is not saying that you either come to God believing or else. No. Christianity says come to God believing. Come to God with your doubts. Come to God with, with your uh, half-heartedness. Come to God uh, with your wrestling. Come to God dragging your feet. Come to God. Even if you're heavy and laden with much burden, even if you're feeling like giving up, come to God and He will give you rest. And so what we have here is, is an invitation from God to say that, hey, I love you and I want you to wrestle with me. And wrestling is different than sulking. You see, a lot of times we use the word, I'm wrestling with God, but what we're actually doing is that we're sulking. We're, 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 we're sitting in one corner, and then we're huffing and puffing, we say, God, I'm not going to move. <laughs> but, but, but that's not wrestling, that's just you being stubborn. You know, or that's not wrestling, that's just you being like a kid, that's you being immature. Wrestling, while it sounds like an act of rebellion, is actually an act of intimacy. How many know that you cannot wrestle from afar? Right? You, you can't. Wrestling is a contact sport, if you want to call it a sport, or sports entertainment, depends on what kind of wrestling you watch, whether it's Olympic wrestling or WW something. And, and, and the, 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 you know, the, the wrestling is, even though there is struggle, and it's okay to struggle, but it's also an amazing act of intimacy. And we know for a fact that God welcomes this because Jesus himself wrestled. Amen? And that's what we want to look at today. And so if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 45. Wrestle like Jesus. We're going to learn how to wrestle like Jesus. If your dad can't hear, good amen. If you don't have a Bible, uh, we will have it flash out on the screen uh, for your reading benefit. But even before we read, let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you love us. 
We thank you, Lord, that even in our struggles, we can always come to you. In fact, you invite us to come to you and, and to find the solution through our wrestling with you. And so, God, as we're about to read your word, would you just right now soften our hearts? God, prepare our minds. Lord, we say in a while as we read, let your supernatural word jump out of the pages of our Bibles and let it leap straight into our hearts. God, today we're not here for more information. We're not even here for entertainment. But Lord, we're here for transformation. Deep transformation that only you can perform. And so God, we pray, Lord, uh, uh, give us understanding. Lord, give us inspiration. Lord, give us life and life to the full. Lord, again, Lord, we ask that you will let every word jump out of the Bibles we're reading. Let it change our hearts and change us from the inside out so that we become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Then Jesus, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. How many know that that's what wrestling is? It's about going to God. It's not just about being angry. It's about going to God in prayer. It's about going to God and being real. It's about going to God and letting our masks down and letting our emotions flow. And Jesus went to His Father in heaven and He began to be sorrowful and even troubled. Then He said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. A lot of times as Christians, when we read this, we, we, we don't want to linger too long because it gives us uncomfortable thoughts. Jesus, what are you saying? In other words, Jesus is saying that, guys, I'm so full of sorrow that I feel like dying. That I don't think I can live anymore. And this was Jesus really grappling with something that was so big that he was so overwhelmed by, so troubled by. And then he says here, stay here. I'm going there to wrestle, but stay here so that you can watch over me. Like I said, a lot of times we say that, oh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to church because I'm wrestling with my faith. No, no, no. That, that's just you running away in the other direction. Real wrestling requires some accountability. Real wrestling, no matter whether it's the Olympic wrestling or the make-believe, I mean very real professional wrestling, you know, with the World Championship title, no matter what kind of wrestling you watch, there's always a referee. And, and that's what we need. Wrestle. By all means, wrestle. But would you allow the Holy Spirit to referee it? Would you allow some godly friends to referee it? So that when we look like throwing in the towel, they say, no, don't stop. Get back in the ring. Your breakthrough is around the corner. Amen? And, and so stay here and watch over me. This is Jesus modeling out what it means to, to wrestle with the big questions of life. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And, and, and this, just in case you're not familiar with the Bible, Jesus didn't have a drinking problem. He wasn't talking about like, oh, stop me from drinking. No, no, Jesus here was wrestling 
with, 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 his, with the fact that he knows that, that in a few hours' time, he will be betrayed. Not only be betrayed, but he will be tortured and crucified and, and, and he will have to die on the cross. But, but it wasn't even that kind of death that, 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 that filled him with sorrow. It was the fact that upon that death, he will need to take on all the sin of mankind. And, and he will have to be the substitution, uh, you know, sacrifice. And when that happens, there will be a moment where, where the, God will have to look away. Where the Father will have to look away. Jesus who never experienced even a moment of separation from, from Almighty God. It, it's, 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 it's painful. It's scary. You know, we do not have that kind of idea because as, as amazing of fathers we have had in our lives, none of it compares to the Heavenly Father. You know, the Heavenly Father is not just a father. He is the source of everything. Imagine the sun blacking out for three days. Imagine not just the sun blacking out. Imagine the sun just disappearing. Can you imagine that? You'll be, you know, those of you who have watched science fiction go like, oh no, what would that do to, to the wildlife? What would that do to the, to, the, to, the, to the orbits of the solar system? What would that do that to, to everything? We will all die. Exactly. And Jesus was struggling with this. Like, I, I, I love mankind. I love the Father. And, uh, but, but I cannot bear to even be separated. So, so God help me with this. That's the cup that he is talking about. And so let's read on. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. How many know that as we wrestle, there will also be temptation that will try to sneak in? You know, uh, you know, like, like again, I, I wish I prepared this better. I wish I brought some, you know, uh, WWF clips because those of you who have grown up watching, like maybe I have, you know, even though there's a wrestling match, sometimes there's like a little sneak attack. You know, some, some, some villain comes from underneath the arena with a folding chair and just when the referee's not looking, whacks the other opponent and, 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 and runs off. And, and, and Jesus is saying that even as I'm wrestling, you know, tempting thoughts can come in. How many of you have wrestled with, with obedience? Wrestled with your emotions? Wrestled with, with the big questions of like, why God? Why did you put me here in UK? Why did you put me here to suffer? Why did you give my mom cancer? Why uh, did I fail? You're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And it's okay to wrestle and we're encouraged to wrestle. But in those wrestling temptations, oftentimes also sneaks in and says that it's time to give up. I guess God's not real. I guess God's not good enough because a real good God will not dot, 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 dot. And here Jesus says that, hey, wrestle, but wrestle like me. Wrestle intimately. Wrestle emotionally. Wrestle transparently, but, but wrestle also being mindful that temptation might sneak in. Amen? And so it says here, watch, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Even though we want to honour God, our flesh, our emotions, our experiences can often get the better of us. And he went away a second time and prayed. My father, this time he prayed, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, May your will be done. Again, he came back resting. God, I don't want this. The first time he prayed, God, take it away. And then now he says that if he can't take away and I have to drink it, you see that wrestling leads to transformation. But I'll elaborate on that a little while. 
and 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 and, and but but ultimately God not not it's not about me it's about you and when he came back he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy how many have been there before amen in fact right now I get a lot of eyes are getting heavy so he left them you know maybe one day I'll, I'll do as Jesus did I'll <laughs> he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Amen. I have three points for us on how to wrestle like Jesus, or how to encourage us, give us some incentive on why we should continue our wrestling match. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but maybe there are some people here who are wrestling. You're wrestling with, we're trying to understand what God is doing in your life. You're wrestling with certain major life decisions. You feel the Holy Spirit tell you to do something, but you're not quite sure. But that feeling yet is not going away yet. You're not quite sure what that, how you should respond. You're afraid to even commit to it. You're afraid to maybe give up certain things because maybe that's your wrestling. You're, you're struggling with your sense of identity. You're struggling with what God's Word says about who we are and how we ought to be. You're struggling, you're wrestling. You are a mess. Welcome to church. You're at the right place. This is where you belong. And we are invited to wrestle, bring the tough questions, bring the tough emotions. God can handle it. We are to come to Him and wrestle with Him. And here's my encouragement, why we should wrestle like Jesus. Point number one, the greater the wrestle, the greater the transformation. You see, even earlier on, you can see that even Jesus Himself, in wrestling with the Heavenly Father, the language of his prayer began to change. The first time he began to say, if it's not, take this away from me. Don't even let this burden, don't even, God, I don't, even, I don't want to be separated from you. Don't even let the thought of separation come near. And then as he wrestles, as he gets more real with God, he begins to be transformed in the wrestling. And then he begins to say things like, God, if this cup cannot pass unless I have to drink it, you see that there's now suddenly more openness. I, 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 before I go on, I don't ever want anyone here to have a moment of doubt, to go like, ooh, did Jesus, does Jesus really love us? You know, I come to church and they always say Jesus loves us, but, but here you have a Jesus struggling, struggling to go to the cross. Friends, you try going to the cross. And, and then let's talk about the struggle. You know, just because Jesus struggled doesn't mean He doesn't love us. He's just saying that He just, you know, because the truth is this, we have no idea the true pain and the true cost of what Jesus took for us on the cross. So, so let's not be too quick to judge Jesus with our human understanding, but, but, but let's learn from Jesus. Jesus was in this moment allowing... The, the, the disciples see a very vulnerable, a very human, because how many know that Jesus is fully God and fully man? And, he, and, and to see a very human side and say that, you know what, there is, even though this will cause me much pain, there is a learning process about this. There is a, there's a teaching moment about this I want you to catch. So let's catch that this moment. The greater the wrestle, the greater the transformation. Jesus was transformed. His prayer language was transformed. Through his wrestling. And I pray that as you wrestle, you will allow God to change you. I pray that through your wrestling, you will allow God to, to, to work on your emotions and work on your doubts and work on the areas that you don't quite understand. And don't take my word for it. 
You know, there are different people in the Bible who have gone through something similar and, and they have also been transformed. You know, speaking of wrestling in the Bible, you, you cannot not mention Jacob with this very particular incident of him wrestling with God. You know, just let that thought sink in. In fact, why don't we turn there? Genesis chapter 32, and, and let's read verse 24 to 28. This is the tail end uh, of the wrestling match. What had happened was that Jacob, um, God had plans for Jacob, just like how God has plans for us, but Jacob had his own plans. And Jacob ran away. Jacob was the, the, the original you know, guy, the original hustler, uh, he, he hustled his brother out of uh, his birthright and grind his way to become a successful businessman. He did it his way. He was a self-made man, yet all the money in the world couldn't buy him peace. And all the money in the world, you know, uh, uh, just, just, just increased. The more money he had, the more fear he had. And here he was wrestling. God, on one hand, you've blessed me. But on one hand, uh, 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 I feel so insecure. I feel so far away from you. And, 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 and he began to wrestle with God. But his wrestling wasn't an emotional one. His wrestling wasn't a prayer one. His wrestling was, was a physical one. And, and, and he wrestled with God one whole night. And in that wrestling, God changed him. Let's read Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him. So every time the Bible puts a capital M on something that sounds normal, it's not normal. So every time you see the angel of the Lord with a capital A, that's not just any angel. That's not even an archangel. That was, that's many times uh, pointing to a pre-incarnate. That means a, a pre-New uh, a, a Testament appearance of, of, of Jesus. So, so here, capital M, this is, this is Jesus, all right? So, but, but he didn't know that. A man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Jacob was so troubled that he wrestled with God to the point where Jesus went like, whoa, you're a tough one. And but says that, you know what? You know, just to prove that, how many know that God is so good? You know, who are we to talk to God yet God allows us to wrestle with Him? And God is here saying that in this one act, you know, I, I could have defeated you with one finger, but I allowed you to wrestle with me because I want you to know me. I want you to, 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 to be intimate with me and to go through the emotions. I want you to get real and get raw. I want you to get it out with me. And then and, 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 and after one whole night, God, to show that He was always going to win, dislocated Jacob's hip just with a little touch. And yet he wrestled him continually. And he says, let me go for the day breaks. Let's just pause there for a while. This is again another act of mercy from God. Do you know why God came in the middle of the night? Because God, in, if, if you were to see God, you would die. And God waited until the cover of the night where, where we couldn't even see that it was actually Him that we are wrestling with. Uh, you know, to, to, to mercifully help us to, to, to deconstruct and help us to, 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 to rearrange and, and, and renovate all the different areas in our lives that we needed to. 
knowing that if when day breaks about to come, the, 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 the full glory of God will be revealed and, and Jacob would just be absolutely destroyed. And so God is saying, I want to wrestle with you, but, but now I got to go. How many know that God is good and He invites us to wrestle, but, but don't take that wrestling for granted. Don't wrestle forever. You know, God invites the wrestle, but this is not an invitation to be forever rebellious and forever be stubborn. And God is saying that, come on, come, I've got greater things in store for you. Let's go to the transformation bit. He says, but he said, I will not let you go. Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Let's just remember that again, okay? This is what Jacob said. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Let's just remember that. We will revisit that. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Here's the transformation. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. How many know that God, in the invitation to struggle, ultimately God is not so much to, to answer our questions even, is to change us. God always has better things in store. So if you're resting with God, if there's anything that you feel like it's hard to let go, God, I want to get better, but you're asking me to let go of this. God, I want more money, but you're asking me to, to maybe uh, be, be, be responsible with my tithes and my offering. Uh, God, I'm, I'm praying for more money, yet you're asking me to give money away. God, God I'm praying for, for, for a husband, yet you're asking me to, I don't know, uh, 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 enjoy my single life and hang out with the other single buddies and, and, and be a community of your own. God, it doesn't make sense. I am wanting you for something, yet you're asking me to do the exact opposite. And God is saying that because I'm in the business of transforming you, I want to turn your Jacob into an Israel. And, 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 and let's continue finish reading the, the, the scripture. Uh, for you have struggled with God, with men, and have prevailed. Now, let's go back a few verses to Genesis chapter 32, verse 9 to 11, and I will show you the, 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 the big transformation. So Genesis, in the same chapter, but a few verses earlier, Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, you see, he started the day not really knowing God. He started the day perceiving God as a God of the fathers. You're the God of my grandfather. You're the God of the father. You're the God who said to me, return to your country, to your family, and I will deal well with you. And see, Jacob's like, I made a good life out of myself. I made, I made money, and now you're asking me to go back. I am not worthy of the least of the mercies of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I cross over this Jordan with my staff. And now I have become two companies. Wow. From, from, from zero to become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the, and the mother of my children, with the rest of my children. You know, here you have, okay, I want you to catch this. Jacob started by praying to God for protection. Jacob started by asking God for deliverance. You know, I, I, made, I ran overseas and I made something out of myself. Now you're asking me to go back, but my brother, who I stole from, my brother, he hates me. My brother is coming for me. God, rescue me, rescue me, rescue me. That was his prayer. God, rescue me. 
God, deliver me. God, take Esau out. God, give me more bodyguards. God, give me an army. Maybe that was what he was resting. And yet, what was his final plea to God when he finished resting? He says, God, bless me. Do you see the difference? From seeing God as a provider of miracles, he saw the very presence of God as the miracle itself. And says that, God, it's your blessing that I want. It's you that I want. It's not deliverance anymore. I'm not even afraid of my brother anymore. You see how he ended his wrestling match. Now I just want your blessing. And with your blessing, I can face my brother. With your blessing, I can go back to my home country. With your blessing, I can go back to my past that's haunting me. Because I have your blessing. You see, great, the greater the wrestling, the greater the transformation. Amen? And so friends, let this be encouragement. I don't know what you're wrestling with, but don't give up. Don't give up. Let God change you. Amen? And you'll find that the very thing that you're wrestling Him with on is not even the thing that He's about. He's going to reveal. He's going to transform your heart to just wanting whatever it is. Because usually when we wrestle with God, it's about something. It's about a job. It's about money. It's about preferences. It's about identity. It's about, I, I, I want to be able to live my life the way I want. It's a thing. And yet God says, I, I didn't even want to mess with your life. I just want you. Amen? Point number two, the greater the wrestle, the greater the revelation. God is not just about changing us. He's also about revealing Himself to us. And Jacob met with God, but let's not linger with Jacob anymore. Let's go a little bit to another wrestling match. Not so obvious, but I'll make it obvious for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. You have this other person in the Bible. His name is Paul. And God had been using him to preach the gospel. And uh, he's been through a lot. And here you have him wrestling with God over something. And uh, let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Do you see? You know, when Paul was using these kind of languages, he was trying to connect his readers to, 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 to what Jesus went through. I too wrestled with something like how our Lord and Savior wrestled. I pleaded with God three times that it, this, this whatever it is might depart from me. And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You see, before the wrestling, there was no such revelation. How many of you have had this phrase on your, I about to say bumper sticker, but, but on your a bookmark or on your, and whatever it is, you know, you go like, man, God's grace is sufficient for me for His strength is made perfect. His strength is most evident in my moments of weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities, my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Do you see such powerful revelation came out? Did it they come out because he was having a walk in the park? Did he come out because he was meditating on scripture? It came out. The revelation that in Christ, 
Our weaknesses are no longer a hindrance, but our weaknesses can be used by God to showcase His glory. Such powerful, life-giving revelation came from wrestling. And, 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 and this is what I want us to catch, okay? I'm not, you can go back, turn to it. And we started reading in verse 8. He said, this thing, he doesn't say what thing it is, and it's good, so that, so that we can put whatever thing we're struggling with into it. But then in verse 7, he says, this thing was like a messenger of Satan. And a lot of times, we, we, as Christians, we read that, we go like, oh, wow, wow. And our imaginations go, wow, we go like, was Paul haunted by some demonic entity? No, 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 no. He's saying that this thorn by my side, this issue that was bugging me, it, it, you know, it became like a messenger of Satan. But when you read it in its full context, but then Paul, like what we just read, says, but God said. You see, when we wrestle... Many times, whatever it is that we're wrestling with, the enemy, the devil, whatever you want to call him, he will use it as an opportunity to squeeze in his little lie and to use whatever it is that you're wrestling with to become his messenger. But God and say that, no, no, no. That thing you're struggling with was never meant to be a messenger of Satan. It was meant so that you can have a bigger, greater, more fuller revelation of who I am. So in other words, whatever we're wrestling with will tell us something. It's a temptation that comes and tells us that, you see, you know, you, know, you, you pray to God for more finances. He's asking you to give more, more finances away. You know, this, this God is untrustworthy. You know, you, you're, 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 you're praying to God uh, for a life partner uh, and, 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 you know, He's just, you know, uh, making your life miserable, you know, he's, he's, he's not worth it. God is not worth it. God's ways are not worth it. And yet, God is saying that, no, keep wrestling. Don't let the messenger of Satan win. Don't let whatever temptation win. Instead, cling on to it and that Paul will receive a greater, fuller picture. And God is saying that, yeah, I, I, I've given you maybe a certain weakness. I've given you a certain struggle. But this struggle is not to mess you up. This struggle is not to discourage you. This struggle is to remind you that you need me. And, and, and that maybe the, the understanding, could it be that, that some of us here, we are so stubborn, we are so busy, that it takes God giving us a struggle to get our attention. And could it be that God is keeping that struggle in your life so that you can continue to draw near to Him because He knows that where you are at right now, if you were to have blessing and blessing only, you will be so backslidden, you'll be so tempted, you'll be so prodigal that God's voice will never reach you. So could it be that God is intentionally allowing certain things in your life to stumble you so that you are constantly reminded that, it is, that we live and breathe by His mercy and grace alone? And, and not only that, we begin to enjoy the fact that, oh, wow, God, despite my weaknesses, you can use me. Wow, that, that's, that's crazy. I never saw you in such a big way. I never saw you in such a loving way. I thought that weaknesses means disqualification, but you say, no, weaknesses means that I can use you despite your issues. I can use you despite the fact that you, there are tragedies in your life. And, you know, recently, man, I really hope to, you know, be able to uh, get this young lady to share this. Again, this, this, this you know, young lady in, 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 in Ex-Bristol uh, who 
you know, I think last year gave her life to Jesus. Uh, uh, she's been through a lot. And I know that she's been through a lot because every time she's talking to me, she, she doesn't tell me what exactly happened to her past, but she just says that it's a lot. I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. And, uh, and, and, it, and it was never easy for her to even say it. Uh, but recently, she told me, she said, actually, I think I'm ready to share it with the rest of the church because I'm beginning to see now. I'm beginning to see now God's hand. I'm beginning to see now what, 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 what man meant for evil, God is turning it around for good. I begin to see now how my dysfunction now can be used to glorify God. I'm beginning to see now revelation. Revelation. And God is saying that, hey, are you wrestling? You know, I don't know what you're wrestling with. Maybe you're wrestling with like, you know, God's asking to do something. Give up this relationship. You go like, I don't want. I don't want. You don't understand God. And God says, no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. And I want to help you to understand. And some of you might be thinking, okay, how, how, how did Jesus, how did Jesus, uh, 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 you know, how, what revelation did he get? Because the scripture that we read just, just said that he, 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 he struggled, he prayed, he struggled, he prayed, then he just got up and went on with it. Well, here, I believe, is a hint to what Jesus experienced and what all of us can experience. And it actually, you know, um, comes from this very famous author that I really respect. His name is C.S. Lewis. And I just want you to soak up this word because when, he, when, I, when I first read it, it just blew my mind away. He says here, is there anyone here you're wrestling with God on something? And God is just silent. Just as how the Heavenly Father was silent to Jesus at Gethsemane. How many of us hate that? God, say something! Silent. At least Jacob got some telling off. At least Jacob got some poking. God, poke me at least! I just, I don't know how to process this anymore. Sometimes we don't know how to handle our silence. But C.S. Lewis, the anointed man, said this, I know now, Lord, why you utter no answer. You are yourself the answer. Just let us sink in for a while. C.S. Lewis, famous apologist, famous author, he went through a lot of challenges himself. And he begins to understand that when God says nothing, when, when I know now, Lord, why you utter no answer, because you are yourself the answer. Because before your face, Questions die away. What answer would suffice? And could it be that as you're wrestling with God, and, and as you're wrestling and you've been hearing God not say a single thing to your situation, to your struggles, God's not far. You're not wrestling against air. And you're hating the silence, but could the silence be God saying, I am all you need? You don't need another word. You don't need another scripture. You don't need another breakthrough. You don't need another vision. You don't need a poke. I am all you need. Wow. That's the revelation. Amen? And I believe that Jesus understood this because He says, Father, not my will but yours be done. 
Not what I want, but what you want. And Jesus, in his wrestling, was already being transformed and positioning himself to say that, I just want to do what you want, God. And when nothing else came, the answer was obvious. I just need to carry on. Because how many know that those of you who use Waze or GPS, when you're on the right path, you don't get any instructions. Just let that theological thought from Waze, from your GPS, sink in. When you're on the right track, it doesn't say, you're on the right track, keep going, amazing, you're a champion. No, it doesn't. Maybe I should record one that's like that. Oh, 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 turn left. Oh, you turn left. Oh, well done. Well done. Keep going. Keep going. Enjoy the view. No, no, no. It's only when you get it wrong. Re- rerouting. Rerouting. Recalculating. Rerouting to the point where you go like, enough. I get it. I know. But then when you're on the green, silence. Just, just let that sink in to whatever you're wrestling with right now. Point number three. The greater the wrestle, the greater the purpose. The greater the wrestle, the greater the purpose. We all know the purpose of the cross. That purpose changed everything. And that's why the wrestle was so strong. I don't know what you're wrestling with, friends, but I can tell you, if you feel overwhelmed then be encouraged that there must be a big purpose. There must be something really big. You know, one time I was talking uh, to someone and, uh, you know, this, 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 this young person came up to me and, and go like, Pastor, I, I, I struggle. I struggle with even my sexual identity. And I know what God's Word says. I hope you don't mind me talking about this. It is Pride Month after all. (laughs) I struggle, Pastor. What God's Word says versus how I feel. I struggle to understand. I struggle to obey. I struggle. And uh, I didn't give him any fast, quick answers. I just say, why do you keep wrestling with God? And I said that I, I, I don't know what God has in store, but maybe out of this wrestling, there will be so many people who will benefit. You know, and I begin to, to help him to see. I said that if, because I said, you know, I, I, I love you and thank you so much for this trust. And I said that let's, let's look at how God can, can help you. You know, because he says that I've been praying for God to, to heal me of this and to take it away, but nothing happens. And I go like, just keep wrestling. I said, let's look at all the options. If God heals you, wonderful. You have a testimony. And maybe the purpose behind that healing could be that sometimes, how, how many know that our God is, is, is a multi-generational God? He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When God sees things and God works things in our lives, He's not just working for our, the benefit of our lifetime. He's working for the benefit of the generations that will come after us. Do you understand? The eternal nature of God. 
And, 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 and how we know that the enemy who wants to sabotage God's plan also understands, right? It, it, the, 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 the Bible alludes to the fact that the, Bible, the devil probably knows Scripture better than us. Because when Jesus was being tempted, it was, it was a scriptural debate. And, and, and could it be that, that because the devil is also a long-lived being, he also sabotages things multi-generational. And, and so I was beginning to tell this person, I say, for all you know, your current struggle well, is very big and, and doesn't look like there's any breakthrough. Don't give up. Just, just continue to, to seek God. Could it be that there is a breakthrough needed for you in this generation, not just for you, but for generations to come? And of course, we went to talk about other, other, other ways, you know, the, the Lord might be helping us understand His struggle, which I shall not go into today. But I just want us to understand that sometimes the thing that we struggle with, that feels impossible, that, 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 that it feels almost easier for us to, 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 to resist, could have much bigger, life-changing, God-pleasing implications, not just for you, but for your entire family line and for your generations to come. Just, just think about that for a while because we all know that we, in 2023, right now, June 4th, 2023, we are right now able to worship Jesus because Jesus overcame the biggest wrestling match of His life and went to the cross. And because of that, there was a bigger purpose that spanned continents, that spanned nations, that led to us today being able to be worshippers of Jesus. How big was that purpose? And so I'm here to encourage you, friends. Are you wrestling with something? I want you to know that God loves you. He's not hating on you. And he says, keep wrestling. Don't give up. In the wrestling, you will find an answer. In the wrestling, you will be transformed. And through the wrestling, there will be a testimony. There will be far greater than anything you can ever imagine. Not just for you, not just for your hypothetical children's, for your spiritual children's, but for generations and nations and continents. Because that's how God moves. Our God is not a small God. Our God is a big God. When Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, we have no idea how plentiful the harvest is. When we look at the different heroes of faith, when we look at Mother Teresa and her legacy even until today, just think about that for a while. A woman who gave up her entire life to follow Jesus, to serve the poor, herself gave up her dreams of having a family. She herself became a biological mother to none, but yet a mother to millions. Because whatever you struggle with, God has a purpose that's greater, that will impact nations. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are so good. I thank you, Lord, that you do not despise our weaknesses. And Lord, even though, like Jacob, the very thing that we're wrestling with 
was a problem of our own doing, yet you welcomed that wrestling. And like how you dealt with Jacob, you came down to our level. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you as real as we are. We can come to you as imperfect as we are. We thank you that you love us so much that you allow us to air our grievances, our doubts, our insecurities, our, even our anger at you. Lord, sometimes we forget. It's easy for us, come Easter, to be looking down at the people who yelled, crucify Him 2,000 years ago. Yet, Lord, many times in our wrestling, we've yelled worse things to You. And yet, God, You've never smite us. you never destroyed us. Even though with a finger, You could disintegrate us. And yet, You came down to our level. You took Your time. Your word says that Jacob wrestled with you an entire night. God, you will spend an entire night resting with us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. And so, God, I pray for my precious brothers and sisters. I pray for myself. I pray for all of us, who all of us who have ever wrestled and will wrestle. Lord, help us to wrestle it like how you wrestled. Help us not to sulk. Help us not to run away. Help us not to wrestle in name only, but help us in whatever we're going through right now to truly go to you and get intimate with you and allow our disagreements, allow our frustrations, to allow our struggles to change us, change the way we look at you, change the way we look at us. Lord, may our wrestles transform us. May our wrestles with you give us revelation. And Lord, do not pass us by. Remind us, Lord, that whatever we're wrestling with is not just about us. There is a greater purpose. Do not let testimonies pass us by. Do not let history pass us by. Do not let breakthroughs pass us by. Thank you, Lord. I pray also for strength and encouragement for all my brothers and sisters who are wrestling with you on something. Could be addiction, could be depression, could be a decision. Whatever it is, Lord, help us to wrestle like you did and help us to glorify you through the wrestling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life 
and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.